Hello and welcome to Trending Trades for Round 23, a short and sharp segment for Talking League where we go through the top five trade-in players for the round. Today I'm joined by my fellow Rocky resident, Riley. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good, Jakey. Back from work after having an absolute bludger of a week, so refreshed and ready for a bit more fantasy. Sweet. Uh, so we'll jump into these five players straight away. First up, we got Nathan Cleary here. He's being traded in by 4.05% uh, players, 939k of 69 so Riley Nathan Cleary tunned up last week is he pretty much the set and uh, forget captain for the run home here he is Jakey and a big thing we have talked about uh, in fantasy land the last couple of weeks with I suppose letting Cleary go and uh, let his price drop a little bit was because he did have that low score the injury affected game in his five game roll and average but with that ton in there now that BE sort of drops down to 69 this weekend looks like he's Price has sort of leveled out there for a little bit. He's going to make cash and be over a million dollars by the end of the season. So pretty much nothing in terms of fantasy. He's just an absolute gun uh, and you need him in your team. Clearly the best captaincy option. Sorry to say, TK, that those stats you put up on Nico at the start of the season, even though though it statistically may have looked that Nico was a better option, clearly he's just, he's he's in another class and you need to have him in your team. Yeah, I think exactly there. Like we see with Nico trending off at the moment with the Sharks, their defense is pretty awful at the moment. They're just starting to lose, starting to lose games, and his attacking stats just aren't there. So I think Cleary he looks really fresh off that buy rally, and I think he's going to be firing for the run home. So it's a really good week to bring him in. And as you said, nine thirty k, it's pretty um pretty great value for him, given he can turn up pretty much on any week, and it's probably going to be the lowest. Given that be it's probably the lowest you're going to get him for the rest of the season. So Great buy for anyone out there. Just before we jump off him, how many trades do you think it'd be worth uh, keeping uh, if you if you want to get anything clear? Say if you have four trades um, compared to someone with one trade, do you think it's still worth bringing, uh, bringing him in for, say, a green dot? If you've got four trades or more, Jake, I'm going to say you can make two to bring in Clearium. When I say make two, it means you can probably look to cash down someone like Lemu Elu if, or Joey Manu if you have either one of them pairing someone like Seb Chris, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. We moved on from Billy Smith. Uh, pairing someone like Garrick with him in the centres. If you've got less than four, ideally you'd want to look to do what TK's doing this week and straight swap into JDB. I just don't think... Less than that, you can afford to use two trades, um, particularly when they're so precious. That para game, para buy in round 27 is going to be pivotal. And with these few injuries and suspensions that are cropping up over the last couple of weeks, a lot of coaches are caught with a few trades. I did notice uh, that little poll that Corbs put up on the Instagram um, post, seeing how many trades coaches had left. There's a lot with one to two. So it's going to come, end of the season, trades are going to become very tight. And I think if you can hold on to a few, potentially miss some injuries, you can make up a stack of ranks late, which is what I'm hoping to do. Absolutely. Definitely agree with you there, and I'm keen to catch up a few ranks as well myself. Uh, moving on, though, Latrell Mitchell, he's second on the list here. He's being traded in by 0.87% of coaches, 725k with a B of 60. Now, with Latrell coming back, he looks like he's going to be the best winger fullback in fantasy this season. He's sitting at the top at the moment with an average of 54. I think, for me, with Latrell, the only worry we're going to have is that round 26 buy. So you're definitely going to need curry, uh, cover for him, and especially a few more positions as well. If you already own the likes of, say, Damian Cook or Cameron Murray, what's your thoughts here on Latrell? Um, if you already own one of these um, Rabbitohs players, really, are, are you bringing him in or not? 
I'm not really looking to bring Trell in, Jakey, just because he's he does have a huge ceiling, but that low floor play, I just don't like having him aside. We look at someone like Cleary who scores across the stats board. You chuck the C on him, he's quite easily going to get a 50 or a 60. And when you bring in those top-tier guns, which Trell is, you want to rely on him uh, to get your stack of points that week. So you did mention that round 26 buy is difficult to navigate, particularly if you do have Murray in your side. I'm going to throw Trell out Trell out there though is a really good option for those uh, coaches in inside the top 5k looking for a pod option currently owned by only 3.24 3.42 sorry percent of coaches I think he's a really good pod option to look at to make up a few ranks on the run home it's sort of a boom or bust option could go bang so back on that back the narrative and for the bunnies to make a huge run of the finals yeah so I don't mind him as a pod option either I think the only thing you might need to note so if you're if your team value is probably not up there, like I know mine, for example, I'm still only stro- scraping to get to the 14 mil mark. So my cover of my outside backs on my emergencies is not good at all. So I think personally for me, um, he's a guy I probably won't be going near purely just because of my team scenario. I'm not going to have that cover for round 26. But yeah, definitely agree. If you have like a really good team value um, and you have cover for him, he's going to be an absolute flyer for the run home. Um, just grab that cover for round 26 and you'll be good to go. With um, that... Round twenty, round twenty six. By though, Jakey, I do think Trell probably does play in twenty seven. And having missed also a large part of the season, they're going to want to get as many games into him as possible. Get his match fitness, match fitness up. I did also note doing a little bit of research today. His run meters are a big indicator to watch, and you want that up over a hundred because up over a hundred run meters, he does average fifty eight fantasy points. So. Just those involvements, he scores a stack of points off one play, whether it's through tackle bus, line breaks, line break assists. So he's a big, big point player. And he looked really good in the other, uh, last week as well. He looked actually more involved than what he usually is. Like he's coming off that hamstring injury, but like he's he's pretty much good to go. Like he's really involved. He looked a completely different player. So he must have been training pretty hard or doing something with his diet or doing something mentally over that over that break because he, he's returned a much different player workload-wise, don't you reckon, Riley? Yeah, or it's, remember one play from the weekend, only caught a little bit of the footy. There's one play where the Tigers put a grabber into the end goal and uh, Trell Courtney managed to get out and it just looked like boys playing with a big man-child. Like he was just palming people off uh, left, right and centre. So I think he's in really good form. The Bunnies potentially have held him back a little bit just to, I suppose, watch that hamstring and make sure he's good to go to the finals. Because Physio previously has sort of put it out that you want to give players two weeks, two dates, just to make sure that reoccurrence isn't going to happen there. So I think the Bunnies... Oh, sorry, really calf cautious. injury. Calf injury too, wasn't oh, it? Calf, in, calf yeah, injury. Yeah, calf injury. Yeah. He, has, he has sort of put it out there. You do want to give um, players two weeks just to sort of that reoccurrence. I think the Bunnies sort of have been careful. They're holding him back and he's ready to go for the finals and the Bunnies to make a charge. Absolutely, and some of that, uh, some of the uh, banter from uh, Phil Gould online uh, on 100% Forty as well might uh, stir him up a little bit. So, looking forward to seeing Latrell on the run home. Uh, but third on the list here, we got Dan Russell, uh, trained in by 0.74% of coaches, 312k with a B of four. So we know Riley's are definitely a rocky product. So definitely a lot of ticker in him. So he's going to be good to go. Um, his job security sort of so, uh, so, uh, tied up in the last couple of weeks with Jack Bird just for whatever reason, just not making the side. Uh, he's played a little, few games reserve grade, but it just seems to be out of favour or maybe just managing that injury for the rest of the season. So JDB going to be suspended as well. Frees up another spot in the mid-rotation as well. So you think Dan Russell's pretty much secured for the rest of the year here, Rolly? Yeah, well, since I was unavailable last night to get JDB and Holmes off their charges, 
I think Russell's job security has significantly improved there. He has nailed down that edge. He's played 80 minutes when both games starting on there with an average of 42.5. He's a great cash-out option, particularly with the likes of Wade Graham last week being underwhelming. Ideally, though, we will touch, we'll just touch on it briefly, Jakey. I wouldn't look to trade in a cash yet if you've got less than four trades. And particularly, uh, you can bring in a cash yet, but you want to sort them over 500k just for that trade to have enough value. Don't see a lot of value, if any, in making a cash yet if you've got less than three trades left, just because that carnage is too hard to deal with. But do you make an option, uh, an exception to that for Chin, uh, if you already own Nico and SJ, though? I think I think it's a probably a pretty good idea because Dan Russell, someone you probably don't want to play him in your starting seventeen, but he can, you know, like if if he's going to average, if he's going to keep this eighty minute roll up, average around that thirty to forty mark, I think it's an okay person to slot in for your starting team for just one week. Um, I wouldn't want to be having him in your best possible seventeen, that's for sure. Um, but I, I think it's a pretty good option if you if you want to downgrade to him, use that money to get Cleary elsewhere because Cleary, as the captaincy option, he's just purely on that with that. C on him, he's going to make you an extra 10 to 15 points compared to anyone else in the league. So I think it can, you might be able to drop maybe five points in another position to allow, you know, clear to go up as well. Would you look at downgrading someone like Cairns to Dan Russell if you didn't have any cash in the bank to go JDB up to Cleary? I think that's the perfect idea. Hands, well, for me, Hands is a red dot at the moment. So yeah. he's really just a bunch of cash sitting on the bench. He's not really providing you any cover at all. So for me, I think that's a definitely lock-in. Would you want to have four-plus trades, you reckon, though, and have two left uh, at the very least? Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good idea because you're getting a, a green dot for a cash out. Uh, so that brings in one more green dot, and it also helps build another position. Even though it only gets you down to two trades, you're getting in another green dot for a red dot. So wouldn't mind that at all. Um, but we'll move on anyway. Uh, Cameron McKinnis next as well. He's very similar. 0.73% traded in this week. 702k, B is 16. Uh, I think this is one I'm going to target this week, Rowley. So between him and Murray, uh, who he, they're probably are both around that 700k mark. Who are you picking out of those two, given that Murray's got the uh, buy coming up as well? I'm going to go McKinnis just because Murray does have that buy. I do think either one of... Uh, those players you did just mention, though, they're the best straight swap option for JDB, particularly if you do have no cash in the bank. Look at this season when he is starting at lock. He's got an average of 57 fantasy points in 56 minutes and sort of projecting that he does have a 60 to 65-minute to role moving forward on the run home. The only issue is, though, he does predominantly accumulate points through tackles. He doesn't have a huge attacking upside there. So is a high base stat player. You look at comparing someone to similar like Ruben Cotter, yeah, absolutely. What do you think minutes-wise? So we, we saw last week he did play that full eighty just because of the, the amount of injuries that the Sharks have. I think, personally, I think he can go at a 1 ppm, but whether his minutes are between... I think his normal role, if no one gets injured, is probably around that 50 to 55 mark, given the Sharks have those four um, props on the bench. But I, do you think it can get up to maybe 60 minutes or even more if there is you know one or two injuries here and there? I think he does sort of play that 60-minute role, Jakey, but a lot probably does depend on what they do with Wade Graham. And since he is listed as the sole captain of the club uh, this week, he potentially does sure up 80 minutes on that left edge. And Jesse Colohoun, who's come back onto the bench this week, he potentially does move into that middle rotation. Could, If there is an outside back does go down, someone could slide uh, into that left edge spot, such as Wade Graham. Jesse could move onto that left edge then. So there is plenty of options. I do sort of think, 
those forwards that the Sharkies do carriage on the bench, they're more impact players. They're not uh, high-minute players. You sort of look to use in a rotation of uh, 40 minutes each way. So McInnes potentially does choose some minutes off both of them and hopefully get up to a 60-minute roll. Yeah, I'm hoping so as well. And I think there's probably a bit of a downside for bit off topic, but Britton Nakora, given that he's pretty much their utility now, now that um, they're, they're running four props on the bench, anytime there's an injury in the outside backs, we saw it last week, Nick Nakora just goes to centre. So we're hoping uh, as a Nakora owner that you're, you're not get having any in- injuries, but I guess as a McInnes owner, you are hoping for injuries. So interesting one there. Um, but I think I think we both agree, Cam McInnes, regardless of a 50 to 60 minute role, is definitely a great buy this week. Um, coming in five, we've got Sean Johnson. Traded in by 0.7% of coaches, 852k with a B of 47. So probably the biggest surprise back of the year, Sean Johnson, returning to his best form. I think he's by far one of the best halves in the game, along with Hines and Clary. Um, I think the most appealing thing here, Riley, is the last five games. So Titans, Tigers, Seagulls, Dragons and Dolphins. So some really easy matchups here. What are you projecting, Sean Johnson, for the rest of the season? Well, a little bit of research I did today, Jakey. So far in the games this season where SJ's played against bottom current bottom eight teams, he's had an average of 67. So with the Wires pushing for a top two spot uh, to not need, to not leave New Zealand before Shooter and Jay Warrior meet them all in Sydney for the GF, <laughs> I'm going to say does sort of hit a 70 average going forward and is potentially the second best captaincy option to consider on the run home behind Cleary. I know um, I did send you a message today. Um, saying, do I send it this week or not and move JDB and Hopgood on for Cleary and McInnes, but I am going to hold back. But I do think if you can't afford to move straight to Cleary, SJ is a great uh, second option to consider, particularly if your team value isn't uh, up there over that 14 mil mark. Yeah, absolutely. And a quick question for you as well. Who are you captain this week? I guess you got Hines and you still got SJ and you're not getting Cleary. So who's the going? Are, are you taking the pun on Sean Johnson over, over Nico Hines this week? No, I don't have SJ in my squad. I punted Haas. Ah, JDB's back in the bad boys club. So KP's probably nearly the second man up. So might follow Paddy's lead and uh, (laughs) put the C on him. But I think I will stay safe and put it on Hines. And hopefully he does bounce back this week. Score 34 last week. He does score across the stats board, though, generally. Just was a down week last week. Hoping for a bounce back this week. He has been consistent around that 60 to 70 mark all season. So... Hopefully it's a safe 60 to 70 points. But come, I think it was Saturday morning, I uh, checked the scores and I was sort of projected for 9.50 for the week. And then um, Sunday morning when I checked my team, it just, yeah, did not go well Saturday night and um, I was down <laughs> the bot- bottom of the table again. So I think, yeah, if you got Hines in your squad, uh, back him to bounce back this week. But, yeah, Cleary definitely number one for me. Absolutely. Now, uh, I think you've already touched on it, but what, what's your trades for this week? Just before you uh, clock off, who, who are you trading in? And is there any, any other options you're thinking of this week? Well, it was a story of my season. I don't have enough cash in the bank to do the trades I want to. So I couldn't put JDB straight up to Cleary. So I'm going to go uh, him straight to McInnes, bank a little bit of cash. And then ideally, come potentially round 25, 26, I do look to move Hopgood on for Cleary uh, then to get the chin in before the season ends and have a little bit of cash in the bank to use next season. <laughs> well, for me as well, uh, i got five trades left, so I definitely need them given I got absolutely hammered last week with the amount of terrible scores and injuries to my side. So I'm going 
BDE this week. I've got three trades. Got hands, cashing him out to Nick Cottridge, who I think is probably a pretty good cash out given he's back on the wing. 220k basement price, dual position. So I'm not expecting the world out of him. Hopefully just a 20 or 30 just to sit there in the emergencies. Um, but going to use that money to do probably one of the most popular trades of the week, which is going to be JDB to Cleary. So getting Cleary in, chucking the C on him. Does leave me one uh, mid short. So I am going to use the second trade on uh, Jacob Preston who's got the buy this week, uh, trading him in to McInnes, same as you, Riley. I think he's just going to be a great option. Still really good value at the moment. No more buyers left. And he's just going to secure that mid up, uh, mid option up for me for the rest of the season. And one of my head-to-heads, uh, Cash Lake, had started a week early. So this is actually the prelim for me. So it's actually worked out really well that I can use these three trades this week on a really putting round. I do have a couple of uh, Cash Lake cadets coming up in the next couple of weeks so i may be a few shoot trades short for those but we'll see how we go uh, but anyway Ross, thanks for jumping on it was a good having you on training trades we extended out by about twice the time so hopefully uh we can make this a two weekly uh, occurrence with you every second week from work yeah it's good to be on jake i do enjoy getting on a pod with you and having our own little rocky show awesome thanks for that Ross, and everyone have a good weekend see you